Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hello, Freedom Sisters. Glad you could join us on this Freedom Challenge online podcast. And yes, I have a smile in my voice today because I am absolutely thrilled to be in the presence of two amazing women that I love dearly, and I cannot wait to introduce you to. Some of you may even know them. I'm going to make this a cliffhanger, and I'll introduce them in a minute. So this is a very special episode of the Freedom Challenge podcast. And for this month, the month of October, we will be honoring the life and legacy of Kathy Anderson, the visionary and the founder of the Freedom Challenge, who transitioned to heaven five years ago this December. To that end, we will be focusing on telling the creation story of the Freedom Challenge and raising funds for the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund. These funds will help women of all ages and backgrounds with the registration fee to participate in the Freedom Challenge. These challenges are a life trans... Oh, a life transformational. I can't even say it. That's how (laughs) transformed you are. Experience. And we don't want anyone to miss out. The personal growth of women was Kathy's passion. And so this scholarship fund was started in her honor. And you can actually find the application online at our website if you should so want to apply for some of these funds. It's thefreedomchallenge.com. So without further ado, I want to welcome Callie Carson. And I am so thankful that you are here in person with me. Thank you, Tracy. It's good to be here. Yes. Would you introduce yourself and share how you are connected to the Freedom Climb, now called the Freedom challenge. Of course. So um, I am the daughter of Kathy Anderson. Um, She has four uh, grown adult children and um, three in-law children. And um, so I am the youngest of her biological four. Um, She when she had the vision of the freedom climb, um, I was kind of by her side, hiking a lot with her, um, just spending a lot of time on the trails because it was at a time in my life that I didn't yet have children of my own. My husband was in law school full time and I was working full time as a personal trainer, but, um, was in a season in my life that I got to spend a lot of time with my mom hiking and dreaming and creating all sorts of fun things. So, And so when I'm sitting here looking at Callie, and for those of you listening, yes, we are in my closet. Some of you do not know that, but we are in my closet (laughs) recording this. She has the eyes of her mother, and that is so beautiful. So I love that I can look into your eyes and hear this story from your perspective through your eyes and through your lens. So now I have another very special woman who has been a part of the Freedom Challenge from its beginning. This is Raylene Thomas. She is also a friend of mine and the very best friend, so she would say, and I'm sure Kathy would say, Mm -hmm. of Kathy, and I would love to share how you're connected and a little bit through your eyes. 
Thank you, Tracy. I, I'm more than honored. I'm excited to be here today, especially to sit across from Callie and from you and talk about one of my most favorite subjects, my dear friend, Kathy. Um, I was the friend that got to stay home and didn't have to go on the adventures, <laughs> was the way I looked at it. But um, she was a dear friend of mine that encouraged me um, to be all that God created me to be because that was her heart for women. So I gained the benefit of that part of Kathy. But as far as the um, Freedom Climb when it was created, I was just the fun friend that hung out with her and got to hear about her heart and what she saw when she put her God goggles on and mm. just heard from the Lord about mm. what he wanted for the women and children in the world. Mm -hmm. So as a dear friend, I just sat and listened to her in awe and um, prayed for her. Yeah. So I think that was, was what God brought me to mm -hmm. do for Kathy and um, to walk alongside her as she um, shared the vision mm -hmm. of what God revealed to her. And um, boy, what a journey and just mm -hmm. the hope that she revealed and then to sit here today and see where it's gone. I it love it. Exciting. And even this morning, I sh Raylene shot pictures of Kathy and all of us hiking early on. I think it was your first hike, mm -hmm. which was in 2014. Yes. Something like that. Yes. And just looking at those pictures just made, um, and that's why I think I'm taken with Kelly's eyes right here, because I was just looking at those pictures and staring in those fiery eyes mm -hmm. that... When Kathy spoke to you, you're like, yes, this is going to happen. <laughs> and you both know that. I know that. You know that. And that's why we're here talking, which is so fun. So as the daughter and best friend of Kathy Anderson, I would like to hear more of your perspective of how this vision actually started. I have heard that the vision came in September and October, somewhere in there. You can clarify. Of 2010? Um, 2011. 2011. No, so, 2010. I'm sorry. 2010. 2010. Well, she got right on this vision, you know, but, um, it, I mean, it didn't take much to get it planted and get it moving, but tell both of you, just talk about what you remember about those beginnings. Right. So I apologize. Actually, I get it mixed up as well because it was, it was September, October of 2010, mm. but then it took about a year to plant the seed. So she received the vision from God at the end of middle end of September. Mm -hmm. She was climbing Mount Whitney, um, overcoming this fear that she had of heights. And then once God revealed that vision to her of this global mm -hmm. climb of women climbing for women, then through the month of October, she prayed, she shared it with family yes. and friends um, and then she, for the year of 2011, she took it to OM. Which stands for Operation Mobilization, if you do not know. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal organization. Just yes. need to tell you that. Yes, <laughs> it's true. So she took it to Operation Mobilization, said, this is the vision that God has given me. Can we take this to the world? Because Operation Mobilization is a global ministry. And praise the Lord, OM said, yes. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So then the first climb was October of 2012. No, January. 
January of 2012. 2012 was the first call. That's why we're doing this podcast, Callie, so we can keep the story straight. Because really, as time goes on, our history and the important parts of our legacy, they kind of distance. So right. that's good. Right. <laughs> what do you remember, Raylene? I remember Kathy calling me and saying, the Lord's given me a vision and women are going to climb for women. And I'm so excited. Do you want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? <laughs> and I said, of course I don't. <laughs> of course I don't. <laughs> no, I stay home and pray. I don't climb mountains. <laughs> so um, that's the first thing I remember. Right. I picture her with her hands wide open. Mm-hmm. saying, okay, God, you gave me this vision, but it's global. It's for the world. It's not for right. me. Right. And to piggyback on that, from um, the actual implanting of the vision, she was on her way home from Mount Whitney where she had just finally conquered. She tried to climb Mount Whitney so many times. Never mm-hmm. did, never did, never did. And ultimately, she knew that God was calling her to just overcome he was going to take her up this mountain. My dad, Mark Anderson, he, she held on to his belt loops and he helped her cross some of these crazy land bridges that she was so terrified of weeping. And my dad can tell this story that they were on the drive home and her head was rested against the, um, the window of the car. And she just started speaking this vision out loud. But my dad remembers this was not Kathy speaking. This was God speaking that she was speaking out loud this vision of Mark. I'm going to climb all around the world and women are coming with me. We are going to climb tall mountains, seven women, seven continents, global women climbing for women. This is what is going to happen. And my dad knew at that moment that there was no turning back. Absolutely. It was like, okay. <laughs> so then, like you, Raylene, a couple weeks later, I'm in the same car with my mom and then the forerunner in the backseat. And she goes, Callie, I had a vision. <laughs> women it. climbing for women, come with me. And I said, Mom, my husband's in law school and I am working full time. I will get you up that mountain, but yes. I'm not going with you. Yes. I love it. And we got to hear from your dad last week about his rendition Mm -hmm. of this story. So I love how you're coloring in and filling in all of those places. That's beautiful. All right. So it sounds like you both believed her, right? Everybody, there was something very convincing about what was going to happen. You just sort of saw it, which is such with visionaries, you know, especially when a visionary hears something Mm -hmm. that is from, it's a co-creation with the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, like there's just a little oomph behind it. I had no doubt. Yeah. Oh, it it was happening. And so I would love to hear a little bit more about what you remember about the burning why behind her motivation, because we talked about her own personal overcoming fear, but there was something deeper than that. And what do you remember about that why? I would say for me, I remember that she felt the vision was put on her heart because of um, that she had a heart for women. So, and seeing them reach their potential. And I experienced that the way she encouraged me and I watched her. And uh, I just remember thinking, I know she's going to do this because of how she encourages me. And I felt like I was Mm -hmm. a little flower. So Mm -hmm. her heart, Mm -hmm. her heart for women. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that's why God chose her 
because mm-hmm. she could connect to women and encourage them. Right. She sure could. Right. Yeah. The burning why, um, I mean, God is a God of timing. And I think that looking back on it, there were so many things that led up to this point of the vision given that God had orchestrated all of it perfectly. She had retired. All of her kids were grown and she'd already been a missionary. She'd been farming in Africa. She'd been all around the world. She'd seen the poorest of the poors. So she knew there was a reality that there was a need. She was already very familiar with it. And then this love for women, this heart for women, and then also her own battle with fear Mm -hmm. that nobody ever saw. It was very much an inward battle because people looked at Kathy Anderson. It was like, oh, that woman, she's not afraid of anything. Right. And yet she would say of herself that she had a lot of internal fear that she battled with. So I think her heart for women came from her own personal experience Mm. of it's not always what it seems. Yes. And then when she went global, when she would travel, she would see women and children all over the world in Mm -hmm. just in desperate need. And so then um, as time went on and she did more research about human trafficking and sexual exploitation, I think this this deeper, deeper um, darkness became a little bit more uh, lit up to her that she was seeing places in, here in the United States, all over the world where we uh, many of us are not familiar. And so she started doing research. She was reading the book Half the Sky. Mm. We all got copies of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It'll be in the show notes, friends. Great book. Um, so Half the Sky is about um, just this global issue of human trafficking and sexual exploitation. And she would read ex- excerpts to us and say, this is why we need to do something. Yes. And we are going to mm-hmm. climb and we are going to spread awareness and we are going to raise funds and we will do this. <laughs> yes. You sound just like her. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's so good. You know, I, speaking of Kathy's fear, um, I just wanted to share one story that brought me to the point that the Holy Spirit was asking me to pray for her. And she had been traveling from one country to the next. And I woke up in the middle of the night at 3.30 in the morning and thought about her and decided the Lord wanted me to pray for her. So I stayed up and prayed. And then I thought, I'll just text her. I have no clue where she's at right now. I never knew where she was, but I thought I would text her and just let her know I'm praying. Mm -hmm. She texted right back. Those bubbles started coming right back. And she said, I can't believe that you're praying for me right now. I'm sitting in an airport and I, I'm scared. And I don't know um, if I can make my next flight. I was trying to decide where I'm going. It's, wow. you know, she just was in um, struggling with fear. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that Kathy Anderson, the Kathy Anderson, mm-hmm. feared things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that God saw her and mm-hmm. saw me. And um, I just felt she was so big and she could always take on the world. Mm-hmm. And I felt a part of the vision. That's so beautiful. I love about both of you what you've reflected, and I know to be true about this story, is how it started through vulnerability. 
Oh, and so much as women, we we try to put on this brave front, you know, I'm a, we all hear all this, I'm a boss woman, I'm mm-hmm. a you know, superhero mom, I got it all together. And then you just throw in all the socials and all of the things. And, you know, whether we take it on ourselves or whether it's just, you know, I don't know, the enemy, each other, comparison, it's not real. It's a facade. We are all humans with vulnerabilities. Yes with fears, and with weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And what was beautiful, and I think the appeal about this ministry, is that Kathy used her own vulnerability, just shedding a light on something that maybe someone would feel shameful about. Oh, I'm I'm fearful, I'm reticent, I can't do it. And instead pulling into the light, which Mm -hmm. created such a powerful draw for women. It made them Mm -hmm. okay to be vulnerable, to say, I'm not sure I can do that. I feel afraid to do that. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should step out. Very mm-hmm. empowering. Mm-hmm. Very empowering. And mm-hmm. she put herself at the front, the tip of that spear in her why. Mm-hmm. I love it. There was victory in seeing women overcome. And I yes. think my, my mom was addicted to that, that feeling of women achieving victory. Yes. yes. And it gave yes, she her was. personal satisfaction. <laughs> I mean, we love the story of you, Tracy, and your cheerleading oh, Goodness. And so many other climbers. Yes. Um, never hiking, yeah. never climbing, never mm-hmm. camping, never getting dirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, in my family, we have a joke that she just loved to see people in pain. Yes. But the reality yeah. was she loved the victory of it. Mm-hmm. She, she loved the victory. She did. Mm-hmm. And speaking of those cheerleading shoes, I remember you, railing, which was so full circle about how oftentimes it's that first step of unknown vulnerability. We don't like to try new things. It's so good for us. Nothing ever good comes from, grows from. A comfort zone. Right. So you sent me that picture today with me with my white cheerleading shoes. And those of you who do not know that story, yes, it was the only pair of shoes I had. And they were not mine. They were my daughter's. And I had not wanted to do this because I didn't want to be cold and I didn't want to get up early. Like, (laughs) truth telling. But then all these years later, what was it, three years ago, as the director, you sent me a picture. You said, this happened three years. I don't know how Facebook does it. This happened three years today. And I was just getting ready to stand up. I think it was like 5,000 people to talk about Freedom Challenge. And I thought, wow, what is one step of vision, your mom? One step of vulnerability. I don't know if I can do it. And then I was sitting three years later to that day from the cheerleading shoes hike to standing, getting ready to talk on behalf of. It's Mm -hmm. very humbling. Mm -hmm. So for all of you listening, God puts things in your heart that you feel afraid to voice or afraid to walk out or this is too big. I don't know what to do. And what we're here to say and bear witness and testimony to is that God has a lot of fun, just like Kathy did. I think they're buddies on this. Watching us get the victory and overcome our real human stuff. Okay. I want to hear from each of you your favorite story or memory from the early years of Freedom Challenge. I would have to say in the early years, I have, I have a personal favorite freedom climb story, um, but it's not actually until Wyoming, which was tw- 2016 after my mom passed away. It really is just, it does go back to the beginning, but it goes back to the details, how detailed God is in the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, like we already mentioned, my mom would travel all around Africa. Um, she was doing other ministries before 
the freedom, the freedom challenge ever came to be. My husband and I in 2009 went to Africa. We were working at an orphanage there just for six months. We were newlyweds. We wanted to see what true poverty really looked like. What is, what is a world outside of the United States where people have so much joy when they have nothing? Mm. Let's experience that. So we go to this orphanage. There's about 20 kids and um, all ages. I mean, baby, baby until 18. And then at 18, this orphanage would help these kids move on. Mm. So there were a few teenage girls in this this one particular girl. Her name was Taiwan. And she was 13, 14 at the time. Um, and she was beautiful, gorgeous. So my husband and I were there in the orphanage. My mom came to visit. On one of her Africa trips, she met all the kids, fell in love with them. Fast forward a few years. That's 2009, keep in mind. Fast forward a few years, the vision of the Freedom Climb slash Challenge comes in 2010, so the following year. And then a few more years down the road, my mom is now back in Africa looking at projects to fund through the Freedom Climb. Mm. She lands in Malawi at a vulnerable uh, school for women and children. And there is Taiwan, wow. now 18 or 19, working at one of the schools mm. for vulnerable wow. women and children. Fast forward <laughs> to 2016. My mom has passed away. This is the first freedom challenge after her passing. And I find myself on my one and only actual freedom challenge that I've been able to do. And there is Taiwan. On behalf of the freedom challenge and what, how the funds are going for vulnerable women and children. I mean, talk about God planting all these seeds before the vision was ever cast and this girl who's an orphan grew up at this orphanage now has a heart for vulnerable women and Mm -hmm. children in Malawi it's just like God put all the pieces together absolutely I remember this story and I love this story and Taiwan is married and is a powerful woman I know you know that but it is so great again how God is orchestrating this intricate beautiful co-creating plan on all facets Mm -hmm. and he just wants us to do these little steps these little yeses that are fueled by his why, his passion, and then it creates this whole narrative that you're like, how did that even happen? Right. I love it. Right. It's a good story. So none of us even knew at the time that we would all be connected again. No. And isn't that heaven, that we're all connected in his body? I love it. Um, But really, the early days, my favorite things about the Freedom Climb, Freedom Challenge were I had the honor of uh, getting to train my mom. I was her personal (laughs) trainer. And so I got to put her into pain. Ah, and it was this, like, payback. Insane, it was yes. payback. Like, okay, mom, Love it. you're going to get all these women to climb up a mountain. Well, you better be ready. So yeah. let's hit the gym. Let's hit the trails. So I felt like I got to be on with her on every single climb. It, you're not If you're not trained, you're not getting up the mountain. That's right. <laughs> what about you? I love hearing those stories because it's just how... You know God has a plan in advance for all of us, and trusting is is what we need to do. Um, thinking back, I was trying to think of some grandiose favorite story, but my 
I was the fun friend and she just wanted to laugh. Laughter was the key. Mm -hmm. So when we got together, that was what we did. And so my favorite story is the big girl panties. I love the Mm -hmm. big girl panties. Yes. We still do big girl panties. We forever will. And and, tell us what they are. Okay. So where they originated was Kathy would always kindly listen. She was a great listener and encourager. But sometimes she would just say, well, you know, sometimes you just got to put your big girl panties on. And that's all you needed to hear from Kathy was, and basically that meant suck it up. And so she would say that all the time. So when she was set to go on the first climb, I purchased the biggest pair of ladies' silky granny panties Granny panties. <laughs> for her. And I said, okay, I know you're going to be okay. Just put your big girl panties on. Oh, I love it. So that was a gift to her, just a fun joke gift. But... um it has carried on and it has been used as awards. Um, many various panties have been purchased and, and many and don't get the cotton ones, the the ink runs. (laughs) That's right. Right. And and creatively been painted on and given as awards to those that have stepped up and put their big girl panties on. Yeah. So I would say personally, my biggest Memory of the Freedom Challenge that I treasure is that I finally did um, put my big girl panties on. I trained and I did a freedom climb and I was awarded the big girl panties. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, that was a big deal. That was full circle. Full circle. And I got to tell you, I have seen grown women cry. Getting yes. the big girl panties. Oh, my it's gosh. Like you yes. would think they're getting an Emmy, you know, like oh. even as speeches involved here. Yes. So these big girl panties have been a huge coveted prize, almost like an Emmy. They have made the grown girls cry. And you know what? I have never won the big girl panties, so I'm sort of jealous. <gasps> what? I, so- I know. What do you make of that? Okay. So, um, all of you listening, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of the show to actually put your big girl panties on and step out into an awesome challenge that's coming up. But before we do that, I want to just remind us all that all month long, the month of October, we're going to be talking about the creation story of the Freedom Challenge and the why behind why we started the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund. So I would love to hear you just briefly talk about the heart behind your mom and your best friend. Why would this scholarship fund be so important to her? I think it goes back to her heart for women. And I think she would be thrilled to know that it's another way that women can step up for other women. Mm -hmm. And originally she had thought, uh, there was a certain type of woman that would climb, that would raise funds, and then she knew uh, who was going to benefit from the funds. Mm-hmm. But um, now knowing the Freedom Challenge and all of the opportunities, that it's just grown. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, she would be thrilled to see that the scholarship fund is reaching out in yet a different way, yes. another way that she didn't plan on and that it was God's plan. Yeah. Really allowing an opportunity for women from different backgrounds and socioeconomics and ages to be able to even come to the challenge. I mean, I think everyone can take on the challenge of raising the funds and training, but there is a cost to actually coming to these events. And so 
I echo that. It it was indicative of Kathy's heart to to want women to have that opportunity. Yeah, and from the very beginning, she was always pushing for scholarships and help and she would talk to other people about helping other climbers because if they just had something to encourage them and inspire them, then they would start telling the story or that's really just the nugget they needed to really get out there and share about what they're doing and why they personally were doing it. Um, so her heart was always for, for women and girls or all ages of women to start telling their own why Mm -hmm. and raising funds that way. But if she could spend every penny from her own pockets to get the women to the climbs, she, she would have. So I think that was really her heart too, is it was, it sometimes the fundraising is the big fear. Yeah. It's hard, Mm -hmm. but if you have just a nugget to know, I'm going to have help with this. I'm mm-hmm. not alone. Yeah. God is going to get me there. This scholarship fund, I think, is would just delight yes. her. And there's been so many women who have been able to go on these events because of it. And by way of reminder, listeners, um, when you register for a Freedom Challenge, you pay for that investment. You're investing into your going there, um, the cost to actually do the activity. And then you are asked to fundraise, to open your mouth, to share the story on behalf of others. And so these these scholarship funds go to help get the women there and encourage and empower them to open their mouths and tell the stories of sisters all over the world. So now I want to share and I want to wrap up our time together with this. 2022 is our 10-year anniversary. Can you believe it? 2022 is a 10-year anniversary of the Freedom Challenge. And so we thought it would both be right and appropriate to go back to the original climb, Mm -hmm. which would be Kilimanjaro, which is daunting. I've heard people call it a beast. I do not know. I will be going. I'm not Mm -hmm. hardly that afraid yet, but maybe once I start reading more, I, I will be frightened into a more disciplined workout and preparation. But I would love to extend that invitation to you two ladies. (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot. Ah. And as I let you respond to that and extend that invitation to you, I'm also extending that invitation to all of our listeners. Because this month, in the month of October, we are opening the registration Two years from this month to be a part of that Kilimanjaro team, followed by a safari, if that makes it any more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tracy, I'll just say I'm not going to say no, because I've learned a lot since (laughs) for the last 10 years. And at this point in time, I mean, I do have four little kids, but my youngest will be three by then, and maybe mommy needs a... An adventure with the Lord at we'll that time. We'll see. We'll be talking. Those of you, now you, it's a cliffhanger, guys. Don't you want to see if they come? What about you, Eileen? <laughs> I think you just reignited the fear that I had with the original question of, let's climb, Kelly. Don't you want to go? But, um, yep, things have changed. And I've learned that it's about the invitation. Yes, it is. And that's what Kathy always put out there was the invitation. It wasn't just for Kelly, but it was to grow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I won't say no either, 
I love it. And I'll say I'm willing to grow and I'll give it to God. <laughs> I like that answer. And that is, it actually is a good response because it is a big commitment. Yes. It's a big lean in. That is why we are giving two full years for women to prepare for that. We think it's appropriate. It's a big deal. And with that said, I think we need a big girl panty talk for mm-hmm. everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Give uh, us an exhortation yeah. straight from your heart and from your mom about this. Yes. So this is a quote directly from Kathy Anderson. And it's very timely because it's a quote from Seven Summits, Colorado, the Freedom Challenge that was Tracy and Raylene's first yes. freedom challenge yes so the two ladies here we were wearing our panties they, <laughs> i didn't win the big girl panties. <laughs> this this was in 2014 a group of women went to colorado to climb seven seven summits in colorado um it was tracy and raylene's first climb like i said and but my mom was there and i found this in her journal recently and it is full circle everything we've been talking about today um, she wrote this when she was battling cancer, how mm-hmm. she ultimately passed away. So she was reflecting on another time that she'd been afraid. So she's, as she's writing this, she's going through her cancer treatment. And this is what she writes about her climb in Colorado. On the last day of the Freedom Climb, our team was climbing Mount Quandry. The very last section was very steep along a rather narrow ridge. Even though the Freedom Climb came about as a challenge to overcome my fear of heights, doesn't mean that the fear isn't there. It is. I just learned to work through it. When we came to that last section of the climb, I said a few choice words under my breath and then prayed that someone would get sick so I would have to take them back down off the mountain. (laughs) It didn't happen. So once again, I had to put put my big girl panties on and face that fear. And I told the Lord that I would keep going if he'd help me. All I had to do was to take one step at a time, putting one foot in front of the other, knowing that he was there. That same realization hit me today. In my own wavering strength, there's no way I can do this. But if I just take one step at a time, knowing he's with me, I can do it. And that's the plan. And we're sticking with it. Amen. Amen. Ladies, I'm so filled with gratitude to have you here today in person with me talking about all of our favorite person. Yes. Don't mm-hmm. tell anyone. I, I am forever committed to keeping this story alive, keeping it fresh, mm-hmm. keeping this legacy before all of us that call this movement a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It's very important. The heart that Kathy had to keep it a transformational ministry, us being transformed as we see lives of women and children all over the world, all over the world transformed will always stay center point for us. So as we close today, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank Thank you you for having us. And until next time, friends, let's continue to do good, help free enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible. Kilimanjaro and do it together. Connect women with a heart for a hurting world. Until next time, God bless.
Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.